Hey, what is good, everybody? Welcome back to the High Fidelity Podcast. I am your host, Hai Trung, and thank you again for tuning in, listening, and also sharing your feedback on how previous episodes up until this point have resonated with you one way or the other. That's the whole reason why I'm doing this, in addition to leaning into my fear, being absolutely terrified to share these personal anecdotes of mine. But if it's providing you some kind of relatability and making you feel a little bit less alone and like a person that uh, made a mistake and always felt like you were the one or the only one that did it, I can assure you just by the practice of sharing my own experiences that you are definitely not alone. So today's episode is going to be all about relationships and particularly the formative one that I had in my 20s. And before we get into that, the topic of today's episode is called being in an open relationship with the first kiss of my life. And why on earth would I elect to enter into that and even suggest to the person that I had kissed that that is what I wanted? Well, it all really stemmed from my sense of insecurity and lack of confidence and also my ignorance and anxiety about whether or not I was making the right decisions. So to paint a picture for you, for much of my life, when I was growing up, I had a very, albeit complicated, notion of what it was to be a man, let alone what it was to be a man when in a relationship and in relation to and with uh, women. And the reason for this was that my father was quite a, uh, a charmer, quite a charismatic kind of guy and in his best moments he could light up a room and in his worst moments he would use these skills of communication and persuasion to get his way in more ways than one and sometimes that would include being an adulterer uh, cheating and, and doing all of these things that really didn't align with me and left me feeling as if there were some side of myself that would actually come out because I was his child and I tried as hard as I could to do the exact opposite of everything that I saw him do. And although I won't say this, this was the complete uh, wrong way to do it, it certainly didn't feel like the right thing to do. And the reason why is that I spent a lot of my life being so nervous around the opposite sex because I just didn't know whether or not the things that I was doing was appropriate, was uh, too forceful, too passive. You name it, I thought about it, these crazy things that we talk about in our younger years about being on ladders or zones, you, you know what I'm talking about. I just, I tried so hard to figure out whether or not the things I was doing was right. And a lot of times I fumbled and I fell down and I failed. Uh, one anecdote I can share with you is that uh, I had crushes on many girls and some of them were just friends too but i did this blanket approach when i was younger in high school and i made these mixtapes and these mixtapes each had a personally recorded message uh, similar to what you're hearing here and i used a, a janky pc mic to record it and then i chose a suite of songs that made me think about that particular person so in one sense i thought that this was really sweet and really creative but in another sense, it was very misguided. And uh, why on earth would I do that in bulk? That's like trying to apply the Costco method to romance. And the reason for that is I was just so insecure that I thought uh, 
I can't let any one person know that I actually feel about them this way. So then I'll turn this seemingly romantic gesture into just this thing that I'll just give out to all my friends. And woven in to that list of uh, girls I gave these mixtapes to, maybe one of two or two of them I actually had feelings for. So fast forward to a person that I had become better acquainted with during a summer high school experience. We then actually became more attracted to one another when we got further along into college. So this was maybe 2008, 2009, and I was spending more time with this person and I had always uh, had a great respect for them and and always uh, felt some kind of connection to them, but they were in a relationship. And I was very much, I wouldn't say unlucky in love, but definitely an agent of my own destruction. Um, I either didn't take the initiative for a lot of the things because I didn't know what that meant, or uh, too little too late. Maybe inaction resulted in uh, no, no outcome when it came to actually even successfully dating anyone. And so by the time that I and this person uh, finally were in a position to finally date and uh, finally had that first kiss. Uh, immediately after that first kiss, I consulted with the most confident and charismatic person that I knew, and he himself was trying to figure out his own stuff. So I don't know why on earth I went to this guy for advice, but I did. And that uh, ultimately led to my own demise because this person was teaching themselves how to become a pickup artist. And if you've heard of this thing before, uh, it's essentially teaching yourselves a particular set of skills, uh, perceived skills, in order to charm and persuade and to be a quote unquote ladies man. And even though I in no way wanted to embody this because this was absolutely what I felt were the worst qualities of my own father, I somehow in a misguided and insecure way, uh, sought solace in the guidance and perceived advice that I got from this guy. And so long story short, I immediately after kissing this girl that I had feelings for and really liked, I told her, hey, I've been on a handful of blind dates before and you've only dated somebody for the past five years. So I'm going to say you now have the opportunity to see what is out there and I don't want to limit you. So I will remain monogamous to only you, but I want you to be able to date whomever you like. That's right. You heard it uh, immediately after kissing a girl that I liked and I was 21 at the time. So you can't say that I was impressionable and uh, too young. It was really just my insecurity and also my ego speaking at this point. Uh, one of the, one of the, strangest decisions I ever made. I said, that's right. You can date whomever you like, but I will remain uh, faithful to you. And then to add even more to this ridiculous casserole of parameters for a uh, the beginning of a dating dynamic, I said, I will only uh, message or text message you a handful of times per week. Uh, maybe one phone call a week. So if you can imagine, if I put myself in her shoes, I'm rattling off this list of just incredulous and ridiculous things. And so this whole thing maybe lasted 
you know, when I was optimistic in my in my younger years, I said that it lasted three months. But in reality, I think it was closer to like uh, maybe less than 30 days she put up with this. And I'm surprised that she even did that long. And I remember very early on, I, I came over. She wasn't feeling well. And so I drove over to, to where she was going to school. We didn't go to the same college. And uh, I put together this this kind of kit to uh, take care of her. So I go over there and then I find out that her roommates are putting this party together and so we hang out and then this guy comes and he, I could tell very immediately that he had such very strong feelings for this person, even though he himself was also in a relationship. And so I powwow with the guy, he seems very much uh, enamored with her, but also they have the same passion for this uh, photography stuff, which I definitely did not have at the time. and couldn't relate to and my pride and I was working too many jobs and kind of burning the candle at both ends and not really communicating. I I kind of burned all of this goodwill and good impression I had with this person that I was dating just because I just forced these strange rules and because I was too prideful to admit that I made the wrong choice, that I said a dumb thing, that I was so scared and insecure of losing this uh, this opportunity that I effectively uh, served this next relationship for this person on a silver platter. And so this guy that I met at this party uh, effectively then became her boyfriend after she uh, dumped me in a uh, in a tennis court at her college. Uh, there's a there's an analogy that was used uh, to the effect of a in a flight or an airplane that landed at the airport too early or too late. And uh, that's essentially what happened. I was heartbroken. I was uh, distraught. I was devastated. But I wasn't just devastated because I had someone dump me for the very first time. But I was devastated because I could not fathom how I had let that play out that way. And when I look back on this thing that happened almost 10 years ago, I don't look back on it with any kind of regret because if I'm being honest, I don't think I would have made any other decision. And interestingly enough, this person that uh, dated the person that I dated after, uh, eventually they got married. And so I think, I don't know how else that would have ever played out, but uh, I tell myself I made this relationship transition very easy and very streamlined and got two people who are very much in love and very happily married uh, together much faster by just effectively being an idiot myself. So um, for all of you out there who have made one, two, three, four, five uh, bad decisions when it comes to romance, when it comes to dating, and even if we step outside the topic of just dating itself, and you have done something and you've thought to yourself, damn, why did I do that? As I said before in this series, this is not to preach, teach, uh, but more just encourage you to think to yourself, it's never too late to just be honest with yourself first. And if you so decide to speak that to the person that you're with or are still in the process of courting, I can't tell you that it's going to be okay when you admit with that honesty, but I sure as hell can tell you that with no regret, if I had just gone back and admitted to that person and to myself that I made a wrong choice, such a 
foolish choice, not only because of the advice of people that weren't in my shoes, and I solicited that advice, but more so that I just didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. I didn't want to own the lack of experience that I had. And that ultimately, outside of embarrassment for me, left the other person in a very lackluster, disappointing, and I'm sure disorienting experience. And I certainly wouldn't wish that for anyone in the world ever, not even on my worst enemy, because the strange sensation you feel of getting dumped by a person that you've known for years after only being together effectively, uh, even though it was a month, I saw them for a lot less than 30 days total of time. Uh, it's very telling and it's very sobering and it's very humbling. And I'm very proud to say that I have learned since from that experience, but in no way, shape or form am I an expert. And so I want to encourage all of you, no matter what age you're at, no matter what experience you have, no matter how you're feeling now about your situation, I just want to encourage you that it's okay if you've made decisions where you think, why the hell did I do that? You may not always get the closure that you're looking for, but I, I guarantee you, if you look back on these experiences and try to empathize with where the person was going and try to be kind to yourself about uh, a misstep, uh, something that's been poorly communicated, uh, perhaps you may find some solace and some potential redemption, at least with yourself as a starting place, and then eventually pay it forward, learn from those things and see how you can do better the next time uh, an opportunity comes up. And it doesn't necessarily need to just sit with relationships, but I hope that you, you feel a little bit more comfortable that even a goofy guy like me all those years ago made such a terrible decision. And now I feel very fortunate that I can appreciate when there are loving, caring, and considerate people around me. And I certainly do not want to repeat that mistake again. Uh, but I made it, and I have to own it. And I am very happy to see that that person uh, was able to find the right kind of partner because I certainly was not that. Even if I could go back, it was going to go down the same exact way. So I thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the High Fidelity Podcast. I know it was a long one. It was a meandering one. But it was one that was very paralyzing for me for much of my life. And I feel that I'm now at a place where I can share it. So for all of you that are navigating the tumultuous and uncertain waters of dating, of relationships, and also of the relationship you have with yourself, um, that you're not alone, and to be kind to yourself. Uh, once again, thank you to my buddy Jai. That's pronounced and spelled J-Y. You can find him on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere else that you find your music. And the link to his tracks will be in our episode description. And you can find more information about this podcast or connect, drop a line. Let me know what you're thinking, what you're feeling at highfidelitypodcast.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can hit me up on the website. And if you so feel inclined, I would love and appreciate your feedback uh, ratings on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Good, bad, positive, neutral Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're vibing with, I honor that truth. So thank you so much again for tuning in to the High Fidelity Podcast. Be kind to yourself, and we'll see you next time.